0: Oh, well, uh, it's Justin Barkley and for Glenbeck today on the Glenbeck program from the sunny Grand Rapids, Michigan, where things are nice and chilly. And the story that we heard about our governor here possibly being kidnapped and, of course, uh, even worse, killed throughout the course of the pandemic by a rogue group of individuals is starting to unravel what's the truth and how is it connected to january 6th we'll get into all of it with our next guest on the glenn beck program back after this
1: the glenn beck program if you're looking for a new year's resolution that is easy to keep I have just the thing. It's time to do something that will help protect your identity and your personal information. It's time to get LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock will alert you to any potential threats to your identity online because you're going to miss certain ID threats if you're only monitoring your credit. And they pay attention to more and will not only notify you if they find threats, things like your information being for sale on the dark web, but also if you do become a victim of ID theft, a U.S.-based restoration specialist is going to help you take the necessary steps to help resolve your case. That's LifeLock. No one can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that's easy to keep. Keep you and your family safe and save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code back. LifeLock.com. Promo code back, Save 25%.
0: You know, Governor Whitmer here in Michigan isn't very popular. She hasn't been for quite some time now. And much of that probably goes back to, well, the pandemic and the lockdowns happening specifically in her state of Michigan. It's uh, Justin Barkley today and Glenn Beck. On the Glenn Beck program, you can follow me all over social media at Mr. Justin Barclay, uh, Facebook, Twitter. We stream live on Twitch and even Rumble now sometimes. So if you want to come on over and check those out, uh, y- you can. But you know the story that I'm, I'm intimately familiar with because throughout the last couple of years, you know, having to cover everything that happened, you know, as this news of. The virus coming from China and who knows what's happening and reporting closures of businesses and the governor coming out every, gosh, I guess it was almost every day at one point with press conferences. We were all on pins and needles. In fact, I'd worked extra hours to report these things and to bring press conferences to people live on the radio We were all waiting with bated breath to find out what the governor was going to shut down next. She made all kinds of calls that she insists were based on the science and the data. As we've talked before, now we know, as I admitted during that time, that she was using political science and polling data throughout the entire process. So it is, well, no surprise that she's not very popular. And has not been, as she did things like shutting down the entire state multiple times? She would talk about her methods for doing so. She has these dials, you know, and I'm going to just turn them up and turn them down in a very folksy way. She would come off as the mom, I think. Intending to be a little more caring and compassionate, and maybe for some in her camp, they found her to be that way. But others found her to be more of a nanny in the nanny state, telling people what they could and couldn't do. Businesses were closed. She sent people to jail just for trying to keep the restaurants open, feed people and their families. So we are we are used to hearing and quite familiar with uh, hearing the stories about Governor Whitmer. She's caught breaking her own rules, trips down the Florida when things are very uh, dicey back home with 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 uh, with COVID cases. She's telling people not to go anywhere else travel so for spring break she does it on her own, and of course shutting down the mom and pop shops only to keep up. You've heard me
1: talking about my pillow for years and how it's changed the way I sleep. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, fitted me personally for my own my pillow because I told him I said I don't think I really like him. And he said, "Wait, I think you have the wrong one." Got me the king size pillow. It has changed the way I sleep. It will not go flat. You can wash and dry it constantly, and it stays the same amazing shape. You fluff it once before you go to sleep, and it's that way. Best of all, it's made right here, so you don't have to worry about are they going to be my pillows on the uh, shelves. Along with the lowest price offer, Mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until March 1st of next year so it makes a great Christmas gift. You can get the standard MyPillow for $19.98 originally $69.98 a $50 savings and the king size pillow is $10 more. Go and see all their rotating discounts over 150 MyPillow products. Enter the promo code BECK 800-966-3117 800 966 It's MyPillow.com promo code BECK
0: All right, folks, we are back in and uh we went down for just a moment. Now, listen. I I know how funny this sounds. Just as I was speaking very critically about the governor and about to tell you about an FBI plot gone wrong. <laughs> this happened. Uh I've just been told by an engineer that it looks like it was some sort of human error on that person's part. Uh not not involved with the uh the, the Glenback folks, but somebody here in our building that I think must have either the hamster quit running on the wheel or something funny must have happened here but it was not the fbi so let me get that out there and make it clear but i want to give you time to to acknowledge and let you know what happened there and of course um i want to welcome our guest in because she's got important information a story you may not be hearing many other places julie kelly is our guest now she's a writer for american greatness com. julie i appreciate you being here with us today
2: thanks for having me on justin
0: Yes, despite those technical issues, it wasn't the FBI. Although, although nothing would surprise me these days.
1: Let's set this uh,
0: exactly. up. Let's set this up quickly for folks so that they can understand this. Though uh, there was a kidnapping plot, a a case that uh, that was brought to light here. Um, uh, not too long, about a year or so ago and there was a group of individuals that the media started to report that were being arrested. The FBI had done a, a sting on these these individuals they say were involved with militia uh, and they had a plot to kidnap the governor here in Michigan amongst other things. And it's really fascinating and I'll let you kind of dig through some of this and tell us what happened but it's all starting really to crumble right now and What happened inside that investigation is all coming out so much to the point that the defense is is possibly about ready to have this case dismissed. Tell us what's going on and how did we get here?
2: So the defense lawyers for there were six men uh, charged with federal kidnapping uh, charges and then eight other men facing state charges for this attempted plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer uh, last year in 2020. The charges were announced in October of 2020 as early voting was already underway in Michigan and other states. Gretchen Whitmer had this overwrought press conference, blaming Donald Trump for inciting violence against her. People wanting to kidnap her and possibly kill her. Uh, Joe Biden made a statement, you know, just another example of the FBI interfering in a presidential election. No big deal. Um, But as the uh, court proceedings continued and have continued, defense attorneys are filing motion after motion to really substantiate an egregious case of FBI entrapment. But for the agents and informants involved in this case, and you had at least a dozen informants. You basically had one informant per defendant uh, involved in this case. But for their Intricate involvement, planning surveillance trips, planning military-style training uh, camps that were then photographed and used as evidence. Um, If the FBI hadn't taken a hold of this and managed every aspect of it, there never would be any alleged kidnapping plot. And so defense attorneys are putting together all the evidence related to this entrapment case. And then on Christmas Day, in the federal case, the five defense attorneys... One man has already pleaded guilty. The five remaining federal defendants um, asked the court to dismiss the conspiracy to kidnap charges against them, uh, arguing again that this never would have materialized had it not been for the careful handling of this by the fbi
0: so this let 's break this down because this is a very um, i mean this is a this is a very serious Allegation, but you're saying that from from what I understand in this case, there were just as many FBI informants or FBI folks involved in this militia and the planning of this supposed kidnapping attempt as there were the the, the people that are actually uh, accused and now being charged with this. So so it seems as though. They planned something and tried to force something into happening, the defense is saying, that would have never happened. It would have never even been a thought process.
2: That's right, which is wholly against the law in terms of what FBI informants are supposed to be doing. They are not. They are legally prohibited from directing any sort of crime. And how this started, Justin, was, um, you know... Chatter, online chatter about uh, lockdown policies. Of course, Michigan had one of the harshest lockdown policies. Gretchen Whitmer and Donald Trump got into it for months over that. And you remember his tweet, liberate Michigan. And so um, this is how this began with these attempted with these planned anti-lockdown rallies. And one of them, as you know, took place in Lansing in late April, which really turned out to be the dress rehearsal for January 6th. And the FBI was already Mm. infiltrated in this sort of loose gang of Facebook self-styled militia types. And they had already infiltrated, had informants on the ground with people during that protest in April. And then... The FBI, with their agents out of the Detroit field office, and then of course their informants, carefully coaxed these suspects from lockdown rallies into let's kidnap Gretchen Whitmer uh, from her uh, vacation cottage and either abandon her on Lake Michigan or take her to Wisconsin to face some sort of tribunal. I mean, it was just preposterous. But when you look at all of the uh, contacts between the informants and the FBI agents, and it's important to know, Justin, the top three FBI agents working out of the Detroit field office have all been removed from this case. The lead agent, Richard Trask, who signed the initial criminal complaint was arrested for assaulting his wife attempting to strangle her after a, in a yeah. drunken rage after a swingers party he's been fired by the fbi which is a nearly impossible thing to do the other two fbi agents who are handling the top informants also have been removed none of them will be testifying for the government in a trial that takes place in grand rapids uh in march uh, uh 2022 so this is just part of how this case is imploding but of course it's a very illuminating backdrop to what's happening with the prosecution of January 6th.
0: It it is just wild to follow this story and as you mentioned that that uh, FBI agent I mean it, it, we, I'm I'm right here in Grand Rapids so I'm in the middle of this story as it's unfolding. And the story that came out about the FBI agent to me was shocking to hear some of the details about how he allegedly uh, had uh, had abused his wife after this uh, party at a hotel with uh, other folks who are engaged in this alternative lifestyle of swinging, et cetera. I mean, that's a that's a that's an FBI agent. That's enough. How would they not know what's happening with their own agents? On one hand, but then. What's even I think even more concerning is the, the, the social media posts that have come out of from this individual, That's right. what he's posted online and what he posted about the president as the president was still in office from an FBI agent is just mind blowing.
2: Well, as I wrote, he's basically Peter Strzok without the law degree and a bunch of tattoos. I mean, this is the same sort of thing we saw from the FBI, top FBI officials uh, that were uncovered in text messages. Peter Strzok and his girlfriend, Lisa Page, you know, these people are just, you know, they're cheaters and they're liars and they talk smack about. People who are going to be their boss or are their boss, uh, including the president of the United States. I mean, these are low lowlifes. And when you, I encourage people to look up the video of Richard Trask being arrested. He's drunk. They never, of course, make him take a breathalyzer. He was not charged with drunk driving, even though he obviously was inebriated. He had no shoes on, no shirt. He's covered in tattoos. He's bleeding because he had gotten in this fight with his wife where he bashed her head against the nightstand and tried to strangle. I mean, this, this is not anyone who should be in a position of authority, especially concocting a plot where you now entrap what looks like innocent men so they can once again, the FBI make big announcements, interfere in a presidential election in a key swing state like Michigan and use these low-life agents and low-life informants that the other informant has now been charged with two crimes for illegally possessing a firearm and now fraud. And he committed those crimes while he was working as an informant in this this caper. Um, And unfortunately, Justin... This is a reflection of our FBI from top to bottom. It is a criminal enterprise that is now targeting the American people. uh, And I don't think it's salvageable. um, And if Republicans take over and soon we get a Republican president, this agency needs to be completely disassembled because it is not working in the best interest of the American people, truth or justice. It is working uh, against it.
0: So what does that look like? How does that process? What's the the, the, the this conversation of accountability because whether you actually uh, you know take the whole thing apart or you just clean it out all the way uh, uh, down to the uh, you know down to the studs? But what what does that look like? We have to have that conversation, and what's the tie-in with this? In January sixth, um, if you can stay with us, I definitely appreciate it. Julie Kelly is a writer. She's with us, AmericanGreatness.com. We'll be back with this story. More in moments. Justin Barkley, live from Michigan, actually, on the Glenn Beck program, and for Glenn today, back after this. This is the Glenn Beck program.
1: The woke mob rears its ugly head in this country every single day. You know it, I know it, and increasingly, Our kids know it too. They see it when they watch something on television or YouTube. They absorb it in conversations that take place all around them. And maybe worst of all, they're increasingly being fed heaping helpings of it in our school. So what are we doing to fight back? It's important that you are talking to your kids about what makes this nation great. What can you use to help instill those values in kids? Well, A good book. That's why I love the Tuttle Twins books so much. They offer your kids an entertaining and educational look at American values and American history. They tell great stories, teach your kids about the value of limited government, free markets, how they work, and how they work to change the world for the better, and so much more. Get these books for your kids today. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, get 35% off, and they'll even throw in all their activity workbooks for free. Buy them for your kids and your grandkids. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com and get 35% off today.
3: The truth that mainstream media can't handle. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program.
0: So the case is crumbling. The defense has moved now to have this case of the Whitmer kidnapping governor here in in Michigan. The kidnapping uh, dismissed in the federal court. And some of the details behind because the FBI's involvement, they say entrapment here in this case, um, the details coming out are just shocking. On with us right now, talking about uh, what's happening behind the scenes. Julie Kelly, she's a writer with American Greatness, com. Welcome back. Appreciate you uh, hanging with us to talk a little bit more, because there is a connection between this, uh, this, uh, this detail, uh, what happened here in this case, the FBI program it originated from, and possibly even what happened on January 6th?
2: That's right. Um, the Whitmer caper originated out of something called Operation Cold Snap, which was launched by the FBI in the spring of 2020. The pretext was to infiltrate alleged militia groups who were plotting these anti lockdown protests across the country. So, this was how they infiltrated the Wolverine Watchmen, which was nothing more than a Facebook group that was organized back in November of 2019, just a few months before this whole paper got underway uh, the FBI agents the two main agents um, out of the De- Detroit field office who work counter-terrorism declared the Wolverine Watchmen a domestic terror threat and I'm laughing because it's so preposterous but this then opens up the pathway for them to do whatever they want run informants run undercover agents surveil wiretap etc and so that's what they did. Now, they also obviously infiltrated other militia groups. Um, One of the uh, special agents involved testified this was going on in other states as well. And look, Justin, we know the New York Times confirmed this back in September. At least two informants were infiltrated into the Proud Boys, another alleged uh, militia group, uh, who brought no weapons to the Capitol on January 6th. These people aren't really good at militiaing, ing um, And so they already had two FBI informants infiltrated that group. They were at the Capitol. They were actually present at the very first breach um, outside the Capitol grounds right before 1 o'clock on January 6th. We know that there, in, that there are informants in the three percenters. Get this. One of the top informants, Stephen Robeson, who I just referred to, who has now been charged with two other crimes related to what he did uh, during the Whitmer Caper, Um, he also is the founder of the Wisconsin chapter of the Three Percenters. Now, if that doesn't raise all sorts of eyebrows, the fact that most of these militia groups, the Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, are merely FBI front groups to lure these people into their various uh, traps, then I don't know what is. Here's Here's another example, and my friend Darren Beatty keeps bringing this up. The, the, co- the founder of the Oath Keepers, one of the other three main militia groups, Stuart Rhodes, is person one in every single indictment related to January 6th. The Oath Keepers now have about 20 defendants charged with conspiracy and other crimes related to January 6th. He is person one in every single indictment. We now are almost at the one-year anniversary. Stuart Rhodes still has not been charged with any crime, even though he alleged to be the mastermind behind the conspiracy to, quote-unquote, attack the Capitol on January 6th. He attended all these meetings. He was leading a lot of the group chats. But here he is, while you have men who have been in prison under pretrial detention orders since February and March, uh, charged in the Oath Keeper's conspiracy case, Stuart Rhodes doesn't even, isn't even facing one misdemeanor charge for trespassing or disorderly conduct or anything about January Six. So when you really start to dig into these militia groups and see how many informants were involved, how many unindicted co-conspirators like Stuart Rhodes, if there are, you really have to wonder, and especially using the Whitmer paper as a backdrop, how much of this has been orchestrated, executed, prompted by the activity of what we know is a highly partisan, uh, political, politically interfering uh, FBI. I mean, this goes back to crossfire hurricane. Here we are five and a half years later, and the FBI is still getting involved in domestic elections and domestic politics.
0: Now I know you've written. Uh, Julie Kelly's on with us right now. Uh, she's a writer. at dot com, American Greatness blog. But you've actually written a, a book about January 6th as well. How Democrats let's go January six. How Democrats the Capitol protest. I uh, use the Capitol protest to launch a war on terror against the political right. What what, a, what about some of these things that we continue to see coming out? Particularly, there's a there's a video of a of a man. Um, january 6th uh, that that is seen in quite a bit of uh, mm-hmm. video we, we we keep hearing that we're going to get down to the bottom of this so we get this uh you know this uh, the, the, in the house this january 6th committee they're, they're not really interested in looking at because i do believe we ought to know what exactly happened january 6th there there are some real uh and serious questions that i have about that day who is this man that is seen in a lot of the videos that is urging people to, uh, to to commit violent acts and to do certain things that uh, we still don't know much about.
2: His name is Ray Epps. He also is associated with the Oath Keepers group out of Arizona. He is the man who was seen uh, in downtown Washington, D.C. on the night of January 5th, mixed in with Trump supporters, urging them to go inside the Capitol that day. His Activity was so suspicious that night that a group of them started chanting feds at him. He's then seen on video the next day, first directing people who are leaving Trump's speech at the ellipse and directing them towards Capitol Hill, where they could get, you know, where they could find the Capitol building, obviously. And then Ray Epps is the man who whispers in the ear of Ryan Samso, a January 6th defendant who is. Technically, the first person to breach this really light line of police uh, barricades and four or five um, just regular Capitol Police officers, Uh, Ryan Sampson breaches that line at about 1255 on January 6th. The last person he talks to is Ray Epps. So why Ray Epps still almost a year later, even though him obviously prompting people to go to the Capitol says something to Ryan Samsel, who then breaches the first line that day, why he has not been charged. And, you know, he's been questioned by the media. Representative Tom Massey confronted Attorney General Merrick Garland during a hearing a few months ago, played the video of Ray Epps and demanded to know why, when so many other, we know 700 or so defendants, why so many other people have been charged related to their activity on January 6th. But here is Ray Epps, the man clearly inciting people to go to the Capitol, commit illegal acts, why he still remains uncharged. So at this point, Justin, the bare question, question is not who's been charged, but who has not been charged. And of course the top two people are Ray Epps and Stuart Rhodes. Why, if they were so involved in promoting, planning violence that day, planning the, infl- you know, planning, going to the Capitol, going into the Capitol building, Why, if those people are all charged with crimes, why the people who incited that activity still remain free?
0: Talking with Julie Kelly right now, who's a writer for AmericanGreatness. dot uh, com, the BloodAmGreatness. dot and then uh, author the author of January Six: How Democrats Use the capital Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. Julie, a lot of this as we talk about that uh, plot to kidnap uh, the uh, the governor here in Michigan that turns out to be uh, some sort of an FBI uh, uh, scam. That connection here to January Six, and then. One other question I have for you, because we don't hear much about them. I know Tucker has talked about. I know certain folks have talked about. Them, but the people that are currently locked up right now, who were charged, that are in that jail in D.C., the the media has been very quiet about a lot of them. And we've we what we have heard that's come out, some really horrible conditions about uh, from some of these folks. Uh, regardless of whether they uh, committed the most heinous act or not, I mean, uh, they're being treated much, m- much worse than somebody like Elaine Maxwell, who uh, apparently, apparently, uh, you know, was was guilty of some really horrible things. But these folks, uh, their tale, their story isn't being told much. What's really going on with some of them?
2: Right, it's just astonishing. We have political prisoners, uh, at least four dozen, held in a special prison in the shadow of the U.S. Capitol building. Uh, The media knows that they're political prisoners. The judges who are keeping them there know that they're political prisoners. The Justice Department knows that they're political prisoners. But they are completely ignored. Now, it's important to emphasize these are men who have not been charged with any crime. They are being held under pretrial detention orders. Some of them will be in jail for 18 months before their trial date is even beginning, simply for the fact, Justin, that they protested Joe Biden's election on January 6th. That is a fact. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're a threat to their community, has nothing to do with the fact that their flight risk, which are the two animating factors when judges consider denying bail to people. And we have federal judges in Washington, D.C., from Trump appointees to Obama appointees to Reagan appointees who are going along with this Justice Department, the Biden regime's political persecution of innocent men holding them behind bars, mostly in solitary confinement. They've been physically assaulted. They are being mentally and emotionally abused. Some of them deprived food. They've been, um, Some of them have been strip searched in an almost sexually exploitive way. And these judges, I'll tell you what, this D.C. district court is a national disgrace. It is scary to listen to these court hearings. To hear what happens in Washington, D.C., you not only have an FBI actively working against the American people, you have the entire power center of this great country populated by evil people who want to punish the American citizens because they dared to protest the election of Joe Biden for a few hours on January 6th. They are not representative of the goodness and decency of this country. It has been alarming, to say the least, for me to follow this for the past year. But when I say these people, judges, prosecutors, the news media, go down the list, have nothing but contempt for most of the American people, that is not an overstatement. That is my experience, and it's actually quite terrifying to cover it as a journalist.
0: Is Julie, is there accountability here? And I know you mentioned about maybe just doing away with this agency altogether. I, I don't know. What does accountability look like?
2: I mean, when the Republicans take the House next year, they have to turn this around on the democrats just like this january 6th committee is they need to start their own special committee they need to ask for a special prosecutor which they won't get of course under a democratic justice department but they need to hold their own hearings they need every single line prosecutor who has these charges they need to bring the judges in they need to bring in um every fbi agent including christopher ray and they need to explain to the american people what they did on january 6th but more importantly how they are tormenting destroying the lives of people who did nothing more than trespass in what they believed was a public building some people for less than 10 minutes and their entire lives have been destroyed their families have been destroyed they've been bankrupted Um, they've been canceled by their neighbors some people by their own churches I mean, what is happening to these people, while well, um, <clears throat> this DOJ, this FBI, this D.C. District Court, and now this D.C. jail are doing, um, this is really the sort of stuff you never believe would happen in America, but it's happening right in front of our eyes.
0: Julie, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for, for writing about this. Thank you for talking about it and, and for giving folks a voice that, that don't have one right now. January 6th, How Democrats Use the Capitol Protest to Launch a War on Terror Against the Political Right. Julie Kelly, an author and of writer at American Greatness, amgreatness.com. Julie, thanks for taking the time to be here with us today.
2: We appreciate you. Justin thanks so much for having me on. Keep up the
0: fight uh, the fight for truth, uh, folks, and, and now accountability in this situation as the truth starts to come. That's the thing about the light. No matter how much darkness, just the light of a single candle can snuff out the darkness. That's what they're afraid of. Now, look, I I know there there are some folks that did some horrible things on January 6th. I I saw some of it. But I also saw people that just, you know, grandmothers walked right through, opened doors. I got to tell you, I think this story of what happened that day, I don't know if we'll ever know the truth, but I think there's much more to what we're being told in the media. And we need to hear more. We'll continue to follow it. Barkley, back in for back. We continue right after this.
2: 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
3: now so there's some really good news if you didn't get around to it before christmas no worries you still have the opportunity to take advantage of one of the best sales around our friends at chamony have extended the genucell christmas and holiday season sale so you can ring in the new year the right way looking younger and feeling great about your appearance right now genucell's most popular package is 60 off at genucell.com you can treat yourself and a loved one to the absolute best skincare in the world. See those droopy eyelids, forehead wrinkles, pesky bags and puffiness, and yes, even a sagging jawline disappear right before your eyes with GenuCell's Classic Collection. With its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours, guaranteed, or your money back. Order now and get your complimentary spa package absolutely free at checkout. You get Chamonix's world-class microdermabrasion treatment and cleanser and toner. It's a great gift. Visit GenuCell.com and enter the promo code BEC35 for an additional 35 bucks off. Every order today is instant. Instantly upgraded to free express shipping. GenuCell.com. The code is BECK35.
0: Well, the news never stops, at least in 2020 and 21. And I have a feeling 22 is going to be much of the same way. And no matter what, we'll be here to cover it. We'll be here with the truth and hopefully... That leads to some accountability. And some of these stories that you've heard that, um, that are happening, there, there, there are unintended consequences. And there are intended consequences that need to be addressed. And we'll make sure that we'll continue to fight the good fight alongside you and the rest of us. Make sure you share these programs when you see them online. Matter of fact, you can catch up with me on social media at Mr. Justin Barclay. Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, all over the place. And get my good newsletter so we can stay in touch and avoid the big censorship from a big tech. Justin Barclay, B-A-R-C-L-A-Y dot com slash good news.